This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agency Intelligence, where I give you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. He's back with you with my man, Dwight Hempner, what we also call locally in America. Everybody who knows this badass Canadian agent, we also call him Dwight Bear because he lives so far north in Canada that he lives by the polar bears. And he really doesn't live that far north. It's just way farther than north than us. So it's like really far north. But welcome to the podcast, Mr. Hempner, how are you, dude? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. And you'll be happy to know it looks like we're uh, about to get about six inches of snow in the next two or three days. So that always excites you when when we're going to be shoveling snow and having fun in the winter weather up here. Loyal listeners, uh, today is December 13th of 2022. Uh, Just so you know, that gives you a little relevance to what he's talking about. I mean, in America, a lot of places we can get some snow about this time as well. It's just that um, I'm surprised you haven't had, you've had snow already this year, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've got like two, I got two feet of snow out on my front yard right now. Oh. And it's been, it's been decent, Cass. It's been minus 10 for the most part, Celsius. We're talking Celsius, right? So, um, but we did touch on the minus 40, which uh, matches you in Fahrenheit. So it was minus 40 Fahrenheit here last week for two or three days with the wind chill. So we, we bared through that, and now it's getting a little nicer for Christmas. So it gets so excited. cold there, loyal listeners, that Celsius and Fahrenheit equal. Okay, that that's that. that uh, a lot of loyal listeners are Americans, and we're dumb, so we don't even understand <laughs> Celsius. You know, I mean, we just we just don't. I thought Celsius was like a crypto company that went under. That that to Americans, that's all <laughs> we know. Okay, so but to know that Americans, you know, it's different. But like, it gets so freaking cold there, and at about that time is when they cancel school. Correct. About correct. Then. Right around there. So, uh, I, yeah, it was uh, Wednesday, I think it was. It was minus 36. Had it been minus 38 at 6 a.m., they would have canceled school. So the kids were pretty disappointed. They did some uh, backwards walking to school because you got to walk backwards when it's that cold to protect your face from frostbite. So it's only happened twice so far <laughs> into uh, into our, our winter here. So we're uh, so far so good. You know, it's been a been a nice season. Dwight and I met in 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. We met uh, in San Francisco. We've had a great time, great, great career, even though it's not like we're, we're co- retiring or anything. But so far, our <laughs> careers have been fantastic. He's been big up in the associations up in Canada. As you guys know, I had been when I was uh, 
younger. Um, we've got to still have a love hate relationship with them, but I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm the big guy is always needed. The PIA is always needed. They always are our association and, uh, that's what matters. And they're helping independent agents. And sometimes I may not like you, but if you help independent agents, I got to have a part spot for you in my heart somewhere. And so Dwight and I have, I mean, our wives have become friends. We've really got to know each other a lot. And um, so loyal listeners, when I talk about like, hey, I hang out with these people and this people, Dwight's one of the top five guys that uh, I look forward to seeing every year whenever we get to see each other. Pretty soon when we retire, we'll probably hang out a lot more than we do right now, especially he's, uh, him and Amanda, his wife are going to leave uh, Canada for a little bit and come down here and do a little RVing. But let me we're, let, let yeah. what did you say? Yeah, we're gonna find some warm spots. That's what we're gonna do. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this this with this summer we were um this uh this fall we were together at ITC. We were together together at Applied Net. Um great time by the way. Um fan freaking tastic time. But the thing that we wanted to talk about here and the reason why loyal listeners was a couple other things, but but bots. And you've heard some talk out there about companies, uh, Quandry. You've heard some talk out there, another one, um, Adapt a- API. Adapt yeah. API um, is another one. They do different types of things. I imagine there's going to be many more of these that pop up, but it's centered around RPA. Robotics Processing Automation or Robotic Processing Automation. And Dwight is, Dwight, what is your title and what agency are you with? And give us a little bit, give us a little bit, uh, what does your agency look like? Sure. I work for Guild Insurance in Brandon, Manitoba, which is about two hours west of Winnipeg. Okay. And to put some, li- put some lines in there for you, Winnipeg's about an hour and a bit north of the American border. Okay. Two hours north of Grand Forks, okay, North Dakota. If you guys, uh, North Dakota, if you know where that is. Yeah. Um, so we are, uh, we've got eighty staff. Um, we kind of auto, commercial, uh, farm life, uh, personal lines. Obviously, uh, okay. I'm the manager of digital strategy, so uh, I'm, I kind of lead our innovation crew, um, moving from our old BMS system to Epic is, you know, one of the project leads that I was part of not so uh, long ago, uh, you know, moving to a new VoIP phone system, those types of things I take mm-hmm. care of. And then some of the training and, and support and, and just the online digital leads, website design, SEO kind of dabble in some of that stuff for us to bring in a lot of the leads. Um, the big thing, you know, trying to support our staff or our brokers and then our, our customers to create a better experience, trying to find technology and innovation to help with that. And when you bring up the, you know, the quandary robotic processing automation, which is kind of hard to say, hey, it fast, is. like if you Very really tough. say it fast, it's hard. I don't know if, did Roy come up with that? I it feels why we just like something he would have. Yeah. RPA. Um, Boy, when bro. that came, when it, you know, <laughs> when it landed on our, our lap kind of thing, and Jeff was actually, you know, one of the guys who I was talking to about it uh, off the start, because he's still on TAM and he was trying to figure out how to, make things easier for staff when the downloads came in. Um, so we looked at policy, you know, renewal. And from a personal line side of things, we started looking at what it looks like when our download comes in and what our brokers need to do after that, when they're reviewing each and every renewal that comes in to make sure that it's uh, coming properly, it's not missing anything. Should we be, you know, making sure they have 5 million liability, those types of things that brokers do. 
Um, that was a really big project, and we're about a third of the way through that project right now. Okay. Um, we've got the renaming bot in place. So it basically, the download comes in, it sees the download, the bot does, and then it just goes to the attachment and it renames each attachment how we predetermined it's supposed to be renamed. Um, so that part is good. But when we looked at the personal lines renewal, and it's a big project, we started thinking of how, is, how can we make a, a, a bot helpful in the farm and commercial side of things? Like, can we do something with it that would make it quick uh, and, and effective for our, our brokers? And what we found is that our brokers were going into their pre-renewal routine and they'd have to go into Epic and they'd have to renew like each line. They'd have to renew it to get that activity to pop up that they'd start working on the policy. Yeah. And as they're doing that, they've got to check premium. They've got to check off if it's financed or not. They've got to go through renaming the policy. We did a full cost analysis on what it would take. It was like a, I would say a five minute process for the broker to do this. And we built that bot out with Quandary and it probably takes the bot 30 to 40 seconds to do this. Like it literally, it goes in there, it goes through each step that we've told it to go through. It's done, forwards the activity to the broker and now the broker basically works through its pre-renewal process without having to do those other steps. Wow. Um, it sounds small, three to five minutes on a policy, but you multiply it by the amount of policies that we do in a day, in a month, a year. Right now, we're looking at about 25 hours a month that we're saving just in that process. Wow. So we're saving that time, 25 hours a month, and then you talk to, so we have our structure is like we have an account executive, and that account executive has an account administrator. So an AA underneath them who does the transactions and kind of makes sure that, you know, producers do what they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. kind of covers, covers them. And you talk to that AA and they're like, it's changed their life in the fact that the policy has a better description. The finance checkbox is never missed. If it's a finance policy, it's financed. The premium is never missed because sometimes the AE might have better things to do. They're selling, right? They're out there mm -hmm. doing other things. And they just go through it and quickly get it in so that it's done. And now the bot is doing that. And the AA is saving way more time in fixing mm -hmm. the renewal that was done. So yeah. their transactions are cleaner. Their descriptions are cleaner. And it helps with that E&O piece. So you look at it from, oh, it's just saving us 25 hours, right? But really, it's saving other people time as well. Um, so that's where we're really excited that our personal lines one, like once we get that one built, it's going to save even more time uh, on that side of things and, and just make it a way better customer experience. That's the, that's the goal. So we're in Vegas. I mean, we're, don't get me wrong. We're having fun, but Dwight and I are such geeks. Like we're sitting there drinking beer on the side of the road, talking about this shit you know, and, and I even said, I was like, the amazing part of what this was, and I know this sounds crazy. There's a lot of great things you just said there, Dwight. But one of the things that's so uh, probably the hardest of that all is how do you decipher the time it takes? Do you just sit there and record the person and set a stopwatch? I mean, how did you do that? How do you do that cost yeah. analysis? Yeah, basically, that's what we did. Um, we took a few of the, you know, the AEs. Uh, we, we brought them through the process, right? We, we said, here's what we need you to do. Went through kind of stopwatch it and you go, okay, well that one, that one was two and a half minutes because it was quick and easy. 
and then you start asking questions. What happens to you, you know, while you're doing this? I could get a phone call. Okay. So you get a phone call in your mid process. You take the phone call from the client and then what do you do? Well, I usually have to go into that client's file and then I get out of this client. Now I, now I got to redo it again right now because I'm getting out of one client file and getting into another, I have to go and do it over again. So there's little things, nuances that we figured out. Right. And then, and then you'd say, okay, what else happens? Well, my AA will tell me that I did it incorrectly. I, I need to go and check off the finance box or I didn't put the premium in. And I go back in there, right? So we went through some of those and then you just really try and find out what the pain points are. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you could make a bot do whatever you want, really. Like it has full access to Epic just like I do. I mean, it can go into the client file. It could go read a document and come back and tell you what that document says if you really want it to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to try and find the pain points where it's doing things that a broker shouldn't need to do, right? Like in my mind, why when I run a report in Epic, why can't that report just renew those policies and give me the activity with the policy renewed? It sounds straightforward. Like why does our management system do that? Right. But it doesn't. It just sends me an activity and says, this policy is expiring. You need to go renew it manually. That's all it does, right? So I think trying to find pain points for our brokers is what led us to, I mean, we started with the big one, the personal lines, which we haven't finished, but it led us to this commercial farm one going, this is a pain in the ass. Right. Why are we wasting our time with it? We, you know, we've had it for six months. I think our users have just slowly started to realize now how much of a time saver it is and how clean it is. It, it makes the system clean. Clean data. That's what we talked about, right? Chris Paradiso mm-hmm. had that at, at BrainShare. Clean yes. your data. This is one way data slowly cleans, right? It, it really it's is because it's being done right, you, you know, and it doesn't have to answer the phone and doesn't have to go back in and do it. It's phenomenal. And so, you know, to be able, so you're looking at that. You said you had a, you were a third of the way through. Like what, right. what, what does this plan kind of look like uh, when it, when it's done? Yeah. So right now it's the document renaming. So that one, you know, it's, it's live uh, essentially. And then uh, the next step is in Epic when the download happens, uh, it's an EDI download. So electronic data gets put into the policy itself. So Epic has the ability to pull up both policies and in electronic format, not a PDF and in the electronic data format, it pulls them both up, and what the bot is going to do is look at both the 2022-2023 policies and compare them, and then bring back that information and put it in an activity for the broker to say, hey, you know, something as simple as this client only has 2 million liability. If our standards are 5 or 10, it's going to put in there, you need to talk to the client about the liability. They need to increase to 5. Um, if their sewer backup went from, you know, 50 to 25, or if there is an increase in premium discounts, surcharges, um, different wow. things that the, it'll notice in there based on what we tell it to look for. It'll come back, put it in the activity. That's going to be phase two. So now the policy is renewed. Um, the document's been renamed, so it's nice and clean. And the broker now has a policy comparison without having to touch anything. So they'll see exactly what they wanted to see. Detailed. Now they can call the client, uh, email the client, text the client, call the client, and have that conversation without needing to review 
the PDFs or mm-hmm. go through it themselves. It, it, and they'll give us feedback. That's the hope, right? The broker is going to give us feedback and say, hey, I'd really like it if the bot did this. Okay, let's throw it in there, right? Like it, it is that easy, really. So we figure it's 25 to 30 minutes once we get there per policy. Reviewing and renaming attachments, we're in that 20, 20 to 25, probably on average, get up to 30 depending on what interrupts you in between. I think it's going to be phenomenal once that, that gets launched. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking in my head just out loud, like, I mean, how yeah, so many things that can be done and that are just a drag of time right now. You know, that in, in, and not only is it a drag of time, but it can be so it done so much better. Um, yeah, that's amazing. It just creates that, that customer experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like without having to do a full review, you've got it in front of you and you can have that conversation with the client. My next goal, and it's something, you know, I've talked to Quandry about and it, it's definitely possible. It probably takes a little bit from their back end um, is to do that analysis on our full book of personal lines policies beforehand kind of like what we talked about with neon Mm -hmm. so um let's say that bot goes and runs through all our edi of all our personal lines policies right at renewal time it goes into the policy it then sees that your client has twenty five thousand sewer backup or water you know overland flood um and it only has two million liability it then puts in the activity based on your entire book of business in this area this client should have five million liability and seventy-five thousand dollar overland, right? Based on all the data you have in your book of business, the bot can then make recommendations based on that. Yeah. Not saying that it knows what it should do, but yeah. hey, these uh, these individuals between the ages of thirty and thirty-five normally in your book of business have a ten million liability, right? To me, that's next steps as to what it could by reading all your data could bring back to, to you as a broker. And then ultimately your client experiences way more of a, a high level experience for them. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified.
I'm thinking my brain is going wild here because I'm thinking to myself, does, uh, I mean, the next level, I've always said the customer experience is about your expectations, but it's about your unexpectations, right? And, and you're saying it here, a guy's got 2 million in liability when he needs five, you're using data inside your book and through other resources to be able to deliver him um, the, the protection he actually needs because of that, right? And you have a justifiable way of doing it. And, and I see to myself real quick, and I'm just talking out loud here, loyal listeners and Dwight, that I start to see that what makes you a professional sometimes can be the more data you have that can suitify. So if we, so, so, so let's say we say uh, a doctor, right? A doctor knows and is seen as a professional for many reasons, but one of the reasons is that they have a lot of data on us, right? They run the test, they run the analysis, they have a lot of data that they can formulate to say, here's what we have found out. That's huge and valuable to us. And I'm thinking like, like lawyers, lawyers have past data, like from a long time ago that AI technology can help to make them useful. And I'm just speaking out loud, speaking out loud because that's kind of what you're doing. You're using like the data of who that person is and what the likelihood of who their life is like based on other people that are similar. Um, because I guarantee you, there's probably a lot of lawyers that are in people's book of business that have low limits and they probably don't realize it. Right. But a bot could tell them that, you know? Um, yeah. Again, it goes back to the data that you're going to collect, right? Are you collecting their occupation? Are you collecting everybody's birth dates mm -hmm. like you should, right? Like mm -hmm. we do collect a lot of information. Let's be real. Like our house, you know, the year built, you know, mm -hmm. the updates that are done on the home, the location. Like we've got a lot of rural clients. So they, you know, they live on farms outside of uh, uh smaller cities, I would say, like you guys aren't used to, uh, uh, Brandon is 60, 70,000 people. Right. Right. That's a, that's a city. Winnipeg's the capital. It's 750,000 people. Gotcha. Right. Um, it's, it's not massive. Manitoba's well, not a huge province. But Dwight, it's their, it's take it further, buddy. It's their behavioral traits is what we're getting at. Right. So if we go after yeah. like where they are, where their address is, where their date of birth is, we're getting a lot of like categorical data. Right. But like the behavioral data is what I like you're, you're talking about. Because when we bring all that together, as you said, looking at your book of business and saying, hey, based on what these other books has, this is how you should be. I guess we're basing that on some categorical data, but maybe like using things like Donna or what we talked about with Neon yeah. or whatever, being able to bring that in to say, hey, this is what this person's most likely to need or want. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'll tell you, you can't get it done without the clean data and you can't get it done without a process, a way to process that data in a, in a very large way, you know? And I think right now too, um, I, I don't know if you talk to many people at Applied Net that are, you know, TAM is kind of on its way out, right? Yeah, and yeah. Epic, yeah, people got to move. And you go, I've, I've talked to a lot of people in the last little while and they're like, how do I start? What do I do? And it's get your data cleaned up, mm -hmm. right? Try and make sure you have good data because when you move it in Epic, that doesn't mean it's, it's clean, mm -hmm. right? Your opportunity is now to do that, right? So I like what you're saying, that categorical data. And I think it'd be really cool to be able to, you know, grab some of that and, and have it reevaluated by the bot 
and just bring it into the notes and and see what that does for your your rounding of clients right mm-hmm. um it, it 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 would definitely bring a different level of client experience or journey if you will once you have that information to talk to your client about i, I just think it it creates uh those open ended questions you know what i mean like if you, if you you're good at that you you do that for for a living open-ended questions you try and get more of a response from people right mm-hmm. and i think that's what you should be doing as a broker to to gain that information right uh it just makes a lot of sense if you have the correct data or background information to to work with your client so i know of adapt api um and just so people know here's the difference from what J- uh, jacob has told me jacob who owns adapt api is they have set bots. Let's just say, uh, what is it? Well, Quandary has customized bots. So they came in, worked with Dwight, said, Dwight, what exactly is your staff wanting to do? And I guess you guys probably showed them everything. And then boom, the, they built a bot that did exactly that. Um, Adapt already has the bots built and they do certain tasks. I think he's got like seven or eight tasks that it will do. Um, so, but it just does whatever he's done. Now, there are things where he can say, hey, can you add in this step? And he can do that for you. But what the difference is, is that quandary is going to cost you a little bit more money, but you're getting exactly what you want. With him, yeah. it's going to cost you less money, but you're getting exactly what he's designed. That's, that's the way. Any different, Dwight? What would you say? Yeah, I, I would say that's that's right, um, and it's probably because Quandary is a little, maybe a little bit smaller or or, or newer to the business. Um, you know, they're really insurance focused, mm-hmm. Quandary, um, and they do have three basically out of the box, you know, bots: the renewal, uh, the eDoc manager. Um, there's one other one. Uh, it might be a activity manager. I can't remember. They've got three that are like out of the box, okay. kind of. Hey, we, we've done these That's before and it, it's not quite as customized. Maybe I know they're working on, on some of those things. And I think that is probably the biggest thing that probably f- scares brokers and agents. They go, I got to customize this whole thing. How much resource do I need to put into building a spot? I don't even have that time, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to take the time. I'll go to the guy who's, you know, got it built for me. So, um, yeah, I think they have a little bit of both, and, and you're right. You know, you, if you're going to customize and build it yourself, you got to expect it's for you. You're going to pay a little more. How many policies do you guys have, Dwight? Uh, in the personal lines world, we got twelve thousand uh, policies that we're working on for homeowners. That just for homeowners, or that that's 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 homeowners. Okay, yeah. so see that that right there is there is the difference. You need probably a quandary when you're talking about. 12,000 homeowners, most agents don't have 2,000 policies, right? And so you can get that little more simple basic. But I can imagine, and I think Jacob at Adapt API would be the same way. Once you get certain big, you need to have... The way you guys process business is different than how we process business on Main Street small. And even though you guys are still small in this this world, you're not small, but you're a medium-sized fish. But... It's just different. So, yeah. Yeah. And you got to remember we're, we're government auto, right? When I say that to you, mm-hmm. you're like, what? You're, uh, you're what? Yeah. Right. So we don't do auto policies. Like we do auto policies, but it's all on a separate system, right? We don't have uh, a, an auto policy attached to a homeowner's, right? So the auto gotcha. piece for us is a totally different world um, than it is for 
for you guys. Um, okay. So that kind of is the reason why our policies, you know, it's just a different count, I would say. But mm-hmm. um, you're right. It is totally different from, from you guys to us to, to the larger fish who mm-hmm. need it more customized for what their experience is. It is. It is. It is. Well, dude, Dwight, I appreciate you talk. This is great. We talked all about RPA uh, robotics and uh, you gave some great examples for people um, to look at. And, you know, he's a mastermind champion, him and Roy are. And so they're inside our mastermind and we talk about this stuff. And I wanted you guys out there, you loyal listeners to hear about this. This is some amazing stuff. I said it, uh, I think at the beginning of the year, um, two of the main terms that would be used a lot would be embed technology, embed insurance. You hear that, you've had to have heard that more this year than you have before, but RPA, robotic processing automation. And what's funny, I won't go there, Dwight, but there's a, there's a couple insure tech carrier uh, companies, um, uh, vendors, I guess you should say that they were using RPA out of, uh, um, back in 2015, 2016, and the insurance industry kind of blackballed them. And like behind the scenes, people were like, oh, they're doing that, you know, that stuff where they're, they're using bots to get all this stuff. And the reason why they were doing it is because the APIs were even worse than they are right now. Right. I mean, because they're, they're, they're a lot better today, but I mean, they were almost non-existent, uh, seven, eight years ago. And so, um, it, it just, it's just really, really crazy how, how all this is kind of filtering out because now this is technology that's the future now and future, but as little as seven years ago, people were looking at it as black hat technology, you know? Yeah. And, and isn't it the way you, I mean, you've said it well a couple of times in, in the, in the fact that, you know, let humans do what they're extremely good at doing and let the bots do what they're good at doing. Right. And it's that messaging to, I, I think what you were saying is that black hat or like everybody was concerned that the bots were going to take over mm-hmm. someone's job really. Right. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we haven't scaled down because of what the bots doing. We're just able to do what we do better. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because of the bot, right? That's right. So I think it's that messaging to to staff or to um, you know to to everybody who's involved in the process. Um, so here's that it allows here's, them to do their job better. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I thought you were done there. Sometimes no, Canadians they talk slow. They stop in the middle of the shit and they go on. No, I'm joking. Yeah, you're thinking because just so smart. So much motor up here, Jason. Well, so much. We motor. we just we just want to be nice all the time. You That's do. why you we do. we. Oh. <laughs> I did a presentation at the IAOA and I did um, better together, right? And how we're better mm-hmm. together as humans and all this. And then it flows into the rest of the presentation is how we're better together with technology. And in and I will probably, loyal listeners, I'll probably get um, the, the, the years a little wrong, but I'm very close. In 1998, um, Watson beat the a master chess player for the very first time ever and could almost beat him every time or any other master player there going forward until 2008 they decided to take a master chess player and have them work with Watson in order to see if they could beat Watson another AI technology I'm keeping it simple they're not the same thing but a simple thing and they beat the AI technology and never has the AI technology ever been able to beat the AI technology and the human. 
but they can, but it, see what I mean? So it's yeah, going to yeah. what you're saying here. At the end of the day, the human and the RPA, let them do what they're both good at. And that's where you're actually going to get the best result. And that's good news. You're right. And then on yeah. your thing about the, the, the robotics of like, they're going to take over the world and stuff. I mean, Americans are so Hollywood and, and, and I'm going to say North Americans, right? I mean, we're all so yeah. Hollywood shit. Look this up, loyal listeners. And I've probably spoke about this before. There is a religion. I think it starts with an S. It's a big religion um, in, in Asia. And in this religion, and it kind of filters into other Asian religions, they believe that robots, things that have electricity in them, have a soul. And so if you say to an Asian that robots are going to be mean and going to take over the world, it blows their mind. Because to them, they see them as actually something real. Now, think about Asian cartoons. Think about everything. You'll see the way that they have always believed in electronics and the way they do with robots. They believe that that stuff actually has a soul as a spiritual belief. And so it's, it's funny because they look at America or Western culture and they say to us, like, you guys, like, think it's going to kill everybody. And we're really starting to find out that it's actually just going to enhance our lives. You know, it really, truly is. It's never the and fear factor. It's amazing. And we might actually get to that point, Cass. We were talking about this in, in Vegas and in Nashville. I'm oh, pretty shit. sure of it. Right. And we might have even had Travis Travis Wall in there doing his, you know, um, his photo shoot. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about how it's we've we've had innovation and technology for so long in the insurance industry and so long, let's say 10 years, that we've been really pushing. But it really hasn't changed the size of book of business that a broker or agent can handle, right? Like we're still mm. kind of handling the same size of book. And will this, you know, RPA enhance that, mm. right? Enhance the ability for humans to take on a larger size of book of business. Uh, will these APIs that we hopefully have between our vendors and carriers help with that? Finally, we might get to a point where innovation is starting to help us with the size and what we're doing with our clients. I think that that's a huge piece uh, to all of this for sure. I agree. I agree. That's and good. I, I like that. that. No, no. Piece in there. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. I like that. You got me thinking about a lot of different things, uh, things that I've thought about before. No, that, that this is good stuff. So I and I'm going to end on that. And loyal listeners, was that not a treat? This is, this is what me and Dwight Bear do all the time. And like, it, it, we just sit there and sit around and talk because we're, we're straight freaking geeks. I mean, we really truly are. And, and then, and, and, and we're okay with it. Right. Because like we're married to hot, sexy women. Right. So it's like, I mean, that was the only reason when you're in high school, you didn't want to be a geek. Right. Cause you couldn't get the girls, but then Dwight and I got like lucky. And so we got the girls. So then everyone, now we just tell everybody we're geeks. Right. He just <laughs> happens to live by white bears. But anyways, um, dude, yeah. Greatly appreciate you and uh, and your friendship and what you do to this industry. And we're going to keep killing it. And we'll come back on soon, okay? Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, miss you, miss you, miss you. All you loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence, where I gave you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and I am out.